Hi, my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to Seven podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome, Re, to the Rituals to Seven podcast. I am beyond excited to have you here today, especially with the topic we're going to be diving deeper into. And I know you guys listening can't see this, but she is wearing the most beautiful, bold color. It's like a tangerine, almost like an yeah, orange. it's like a rusty tangerine. Oh, so gorgeous. And for those of you that study color therapy, you will know it represents being bold and grounded and who you are in this world. So very fitting for today's talk, but welcome to the podcast, Ree. Thank you so much, Rubes. I am so honored and so excited to be here. Okay. So we're going to be talking about the concepts around being wildly who you are and Mm. owning who you are as a bold woman in business, but also of course in life itself. But tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh yeah. This is always such a broad question, isn't it? It's like, where do I even start? Goodness me. Okay. So to top it off. I am a business and manifestation coach currently, and I really work on embodiment and energetics with my clients, which is so beautiful. And I work specifically with women around that stepping into their wild, which we'll talk more about, I'm sure. But I came from a very long corporate career as an executive assistant working in some of the biggest companies in Australia and in the world, like Atlassian, Canva, Westfield, ING, Gosh, there was a few others in there as well. And I had this really extensive career in corporate until one day I decided in the middle of the global recession, I'll just call it that, that I wanted out. I was in my dream job at Canva, working with the founders, a business I absolutely adore, making really great money, traveling the world. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me anymore. I'm going to go. I'm getting out. And that was really the start of such a transformational journey for me in both business and in my life. I've been fascinated with human behavior, human potential, particularly for women for a very long time, about a decade. So I've kind of followed that path and it's just turned into something that I could not have even imagined a couple of years ago. It blows my freaking mind. Oh, wow. I mean, just your resume, listing out those companies that you worked for and, you know, now kind of going all in, well, going all in with your business. If anything, it feels so much more weighted because of the amazing businesses you got to work with. It's easy to leave your day job if you hate it or if you've worked with brands that you don't resonate with or that you don't love. But the fact that you've had such a stellar career doing what you've done and then now choosing to be in the business that's all of you is massive. How did you get into this line of work? I want to go back a little bit. How did you get into becoming a world-class executive assistant and operations guru manager? What, What was the beginning time that this happened for you? I actually got my first PA job when I was 16. So for those listening, I did not even finish school. I (laughs) always did really well in school. Yes. 
I was like, F this, I'm out. I want to get a real Patriarchy. job. I want to, yes. I was like, I want to be in the real world. So I left school in year 11. I picked all the really smart subjects to do going into year 11 and 12. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm an intelligent woman and I'm going to go do something massive and, and have a really successful career. And I was bored two tears. So I said to my parents, would you pretty please let me leave school? And they saw my tenacity and they saw my fire and they're like, you know what, if you go get a full-time job, yes, you can. And I found myself working for a financial services firm in the Sydney CBD. And that was my first foray into the corporate world. And I was working as a personal assistant to one of the managing directors and it totally set me up for the rest of my career. I kind of ended up loving it. I was loving the work that I was doing. I was loving being that right-hand woman. And it at kind 16, of just went from there. At 16. At six, you will laugh at this, Ruby. I still had braces when I got that job. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. My salary, my salary was $16,000. <laughs> oh, my God. And isn't that just so amazing to hear? Because there's a lot of preconceived ideas that, I don't know, you have to be at a certain level in order to go for what you want. And here you are at 16, being the right-hand woman to a managing director, someone who's just gone, all right, well, let's just give, you know, give you a go and see what happens. And it's ended up, you know, propelling you into this huge career moving forward. Can I just say as well, how supportive your parents are? Like, so beautiful. You know what's funny? Two years later, my brother's two years younger than me. He asked them the same thing. He's like, I don't want to be at school anymore. Can I leave? And they're like, no fucking way. (laughs) Clearly a slightly different makeup to you, perhaps. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So here we are now. Your last employer was Canva, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to go to that point when you fully felt viscerally in your body, it was time Mm -hmm. to just put the full faith, surrender and trust into your business. Can you walk us through that phase, that chapter in life? Totally. So this was a super interesting story. And and when I was in it, it felt really freaking hard. So I went to Canva from Atlassian. Atlassian is another incredible freaking $50 billion business. It is absolutely one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. And I only left Atlassian to go to Canva. I wouldn't have gone anywhere else. It was going to be to start my own business or to go to Canva. Canva was what I deemed to be my dream job. I was like, I'm going to be with Canva until they IPO. I'm going to be standing on the NASDAQ with them when they hit the when they hit the bell. I'm going to be their chief of staff. I am going to be there for 10 years. I am so excited about this next chapter in my career, which is going to be the pinnacle. And then I will bow out and go and live my best life because I'll have gotten rich. <laughs> I was an OG Canva staff member. That's how I became rich. I love that. (laughs) So that was the plan. And I got there. And for the first five or six months, I was like, this is where I've always meant to be. Like, this is the job. This is the place. I was traveling to places like New York and Beijing, working with Melanie Perkins, who is an incredible female CEO who now runs this I think it's like a $15 billion company now. It's absolutely incredible. And her partner, Cliff, who was one of the other founders, and I was just kind of like living the dream and then all of a sudden things got really fucking hard. All of a sudden nothing gelled. All of a sudden we couldn't seem to like 
work in tandem in the same way that we had been. And I was instantly unhappy. I was like, no, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel like something about this is not feeling good. And at the time I found that really hard to comprehend. I was like, this is the dream. This is where I'm meant to be. Why is this happening? And when I look back now, I can see in hindsight, that was because the universe was like, you said in your last job at Atlassian, you were going to go and start your own business. Wow. And now you've landed here. Yeah, I get goosebumps when I talk about it still. And now you've landed here and you're like setting yourself up for the next 10 years, but that's not where you're meant to be. And so I understand the discomfort now. I understand why I ended up being really quite miserable and very stressed. And that was nothing to do with the business. Mm. It's nothing to do with Canva. It's nothing to do with the people I was working with. It was just me. It was an energetic shift in me that made it so uncomfortable. I could no longer stay. And also like you are around the entrepreneurial spirit. You're watching the founders build this business and there would have been some kind of resonance with your soul going, excuse me, this is what we're meant to be doing. Exactly. Exactly. And it was so inspiring. And yeah, it's like, it was a massive gift being that uncomfortable that I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this was a huge gift because it gave me the push I needed to take the leap. And when I took the leap, like I had no idea how it was going to pan out. I'd started a little side hustle writing CVs, right? Can I relate? to you. Yeah. And that was going really well, but I really did not have, I think I'd made about $15,000. So I wasn't an excessive amount of money, but still pretty good as a side hustle. And I was like, you know what? I've got to go all in. If I don't do it now, I will never do it. This is the opportunity. I had some stock thank you, Lord, from Canva that I was like, you know what, I'm going to use that as a little safety net. I've got a little bit of runway. I'm going to go and I'm just going to do it. So that was that was the story of the big leap. And I described it like jumping off a cliff or out of an airplane, not knowing if I had a parachute or like how it was going to work, but inevitably also having this deep, deep, deep knowing that I would be safe and taken care of. Oh, wow. You're taking me back to similar feeling. It's like this should be it. This should be the dream. Working for a tech startup, it's successful. Your job is safe. They trust you. You have full autonomy in your role, like all the things that we desire to have as employees, right? And yet there's still that it's missing. It's not full. There is a call towards another direction. And I know that there are those of you listening going, oh, these two are speaking to my soul right now. I want to just say, I mean, I know Ray can back this. There is that time when you go through that doubt and that, oh gosh, is there a parachute? Is it going to be there? But in that moment, you just feel like you've got it. You know that you've got it all under control. It's okay. I had a financial runway. Brie had a financial runway. So I think that is a very important part of the conversation as well, that you're not going into your business completely destitute and then selling out of lack. So I do want to talk about that first phase. You've just left Canva. You're now in your business. You're thinking, oh my God, what's my first step? Mm. What did that next phase look like from the first day of your business to getting to your first like 30,000 around that, that mark? Yeah. So when I left Canva, I went into like mindset and transformational coaching and it was mostly, it actually ended up being sort of career coaching for executive assistants because this is the role I'd been in for well over a decade and I'd actually gone and studied coaching 
many, many years prior, I'd set that aside for the time being whilst I continued on my corporate career. But I announced on LinkedIn, back then it was LinkedIn, for now it's Instagram, that I had announced to everyone that I was leaving this big job and that I was going to work with executive assistants around confidence and mindset and career and all of those beautiful things. And so I was so fortunate that I had a lot of people reaching out to me saying, how can I work with you? And I credit that to the fact that for the six months prior, I'd been really intentional about building a personal brand on LinkedIn. And when I was building it, I didn't know what it was for. I just wanted to serve my community, being the EA community at the time. And I wanted to help people, particularly around mindset and career progression. And so I was so fortunate that honestly, it felt like it came easy. And that pains me to say that because I know how difficult it is for some people, but I had this energetic alignment with what I was doing. And I felt so strongly about who I was supporting and the people who I was going to impact through my work. And the clients just started to flow. It was really, really beautiful. There was word of mouth, there was referrals, there was, you know, I kind of became known in that space as the person to work with from a coaching perspective, which is just, I'm kind of gobsmacked as I say that out loud. But yeah, it was just very, very abundant. I'm not gobsmacked because I know you're brilliant (laughs) and it just makes a lot of sense. But I think your story is really important around the fact that you don't need to have the victim blow up story in order to be successful, it gets to be easy because mm-hmm. you followed and responded to the flow of things. And if, you know, you said up front, oh, I'm not going to use LinkedIn. I'm going to go on Instagram because it's the popular platform. Who knows? It could have been very different for you. It could have felt hard, but you just chose to pick a platform that you were comfortable with. You knew your ideal client was on there and you just showed up. What did showing up look like on LinkedIn for you? Were you doing videos or posts every day? not every day. I started with a weekly video series because no one in my space was doing it. And LinkedIn for me, this was the biggest thing that I've learned. Video was always the thing that I was the most terrified of, particularly on LinkedIn because it felt so professional and public speaking. And so I have always been the kind of person that's like the thing that I'm most resistant to is the thing that I need to do. And so I started January 1st of 2020. I don't even know what you were in. It's all blurred. blurred right now. <laughs> and I started putting out a video every week, just five minutes. And it became re-TV. It became this thing that people in my network were waiting for because no one else was doing it. No one else was getting on video, particularly in that EA space. But I was talking about mindset and career progression and all that sort of thing. So it just really took off. And that is how I did it. I never talked about being a coach. I never talked about any of that. I just built a brand as someone who was sharing the knowledge and helping guide people. What was it like in that time? Because I know for me, this is probably where I did resonate with the whole entrepreneurship is lonely Mm. because I no longer had the connection with the corporate life. And a lot of my besties were in corporate or working with me. And I certainly didn't have any entrepreneurial friends. What was it like for you to continue that drive and to stay connected to you building your business? Like, did you have a lot of entrepreneurial friends or were family members entrepreneurs? Like, how did you find that connection and drive to just keep going? Mm, None. No one. No, one. none of my friends are entrepreneurs, even still to this day. Like I've developed my business besties through things like your mastermind, but 
no, like I didn't have any. I'm I'm so fortunate and so blessed that my friends are usually like, you go, girl, like you were born yes. for this. This is exactly what you need to be doing and very supportive of that. But really I had to dig deep into my own drive and my own fire and tap into that in order to keep going. And I was fueled by my clients. I was fueled by the people I was working with as well. But it can feel lonely at times for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because... I'm currently writing chapters in my book, which has been a long time coming. So exciting. Oh, so exciting. And the one chapter that I'm up to at the moment is about connection and friendships and how that looks and the falling away of some. I don't know if you had that, the falling away of some. Yep. The fading is just more so, oh, wow, we were so close when we worked together and now it's like it just faded so fast. And then, you know, the evolution of finding resonance in this new industry. And especially as online coaches and solopreneurs, it's like, wow, where do you even begin in this big wide world of finding, you know, the other person? So yes, such an interesting topic. Hi, lovely. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know about one of my favorite courses that I've ever put together called Soul Led Business. When I first started my business, I drew a really hard line between my spiritual side and all things strategy. To a certain point, I experienced amazing success. Perhaps you've seen that and heard that on the podcast itself, but I lent purely on push energy and it eventually led me to a form of burnout. It wasn't until I embraced my intention and intuition that my business started to flow. So if you're listening to this and you feel a little stuck in your business, you feel as though there's some sort of ceiling or there's limiting beliefs around earning more and being more of who you truly are, then check out Soul Led Business and don't forget to enter the code SOUL200 to get $200 off the course. Check the show notes below and let's get back to today's episode. So... Let's talk about Wild Woman. Like this is where you are now. You own it. Gosh, please do check out Ree's links. I'm going to leave them all in the show notes and you will see the brand, the color, the energy, the feeling. It's just something else. And I would love to learn from you what this means to be a wild woman. Mm, mm, oh gosh. I said to Ruby before we started recording this podcast, I'm just releasing this brand into the world after like feeling like I've been harboring it for a really long time. And so this is the first time I get to talk about it in a really public forum and I'm super excited. So it's like your the, baby reveal. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like I've given birth. <laughs> Oh, it just gives me so much energy and I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. So the wild woman for me, it's so funny when I look at my business, how many iterations it's had just in, you know, not even 18 months. You know, it was like career coaching and it was mindset transformational work. And then it was like side hustle coaching and, you know, business coaching. And and that's all still very much a part of my brand under the wild woman banner. But one day I started to tap into this feeling that, there is so much potential for the sisterhood and women. And I think there's a lot of healing to be done as a collective, as women. And I feel so passionately about what we are capable of. I think women in particular, we hold this deep knowing in like the cells of our body. This is how we're able to literally birth other human beings. And we're not unleashing that in the way that we are able to. And so the wild woman came to me. It's actually an acronym. It stands for wise, intuitive, liberated, and daring. 
And gosh, every time I say those, I get goosebumps. That is amazing. We have to go through at least as much as we can, what they mean. So what does it mean to be wise? And even maybe like sharing some stories, because I think it's just so nice to unpack something like this, which is like your manifesto in this world and how you're living true to your life and then helping your clients do the same. What does wise mean in the world of the wild woman? So wise to me is kind of what I touched on before. It's this inner knowing, it's this innate wisdom and knowledge that we have as human beings, but women in particular. It is the knowing and the knowledge and the wisdom that exists when we strip away all of the paradigms that we have collected in our life, all of the constraints, all of the conditioning. It is the deep, 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 deep knowing. And this ties very, very closely with intuition because intuition is what allows us to act on that. It's the quiet whisper. It's the nudge. It's the pull. It's the tug. But Being wise is about honouring what you know to be true beyond logic, beyond what makes sense, beyond facts and figures and intelligence. It is so profoundly deep and inherent and innate in who we are as women and we don't tap into it enough. As you're saying all of that, I'm nodding furiously over here. (laughs) Oh, it's so true where all through my business journey, I've, you know, reached out to different mentors, read different books, just, you know, found different resources that for that time really served me. But it wasn't until I really activated that inner wise woman, that wisdom of what is it that's actually going to turn on all of my energy in the best possible way and to create a space in a business that I adore. That's the wisdom. That's the intuition of this is great that it worked for someone else, but that's not going to work for me. I know, no, 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 deep down inside that this is the pathway that I'm meant Mm -hmm. to follow. And oh, so beautiful. Intuitive. Yeah. So this is like this and, and wisdom goes hand in hand. The intuition is honoring those whispers, honoring those moments of tap, tap, tap. It's ever so quiet until we learn to really, really harness it. And for a long time, I totally ignored my intuition. I made decisions out of intellect, out of what I thought was right, out of what I'd read, you know, read all the books, look at all the things and make decisions again based on what made sense rather than listening to the quiet whisper. And I'm thankful for all of my experiences, but the quiet whisper would have led me in different directions had I honored that throughout my journey. And I can see how powerful those experiences have been for me. And ultimately I needed to learn the lessons that I learned in those. But now I pay really close attention to the, just the ever so quiet little tap. It's not a knock. It's not the burning fire. It's the little, "Mm, have you thought about this? Yeah. It's so easy to just be like, oh, that's just a little thought. How annoying. But how do you connect to your intuition? I know that you do a lot of rituals in your day that really set you up for all of this clarity and success and more than anyone that I I have ever worked with and coached you know when you need to take a step back you know when you need to just be like nope boundaries up need a break you know you had went through a social media detox and a break you've come back so rejuvenated but this is you really listening to that intuition If someone's listening going, how the hell do I even begin with this? What did you do to actually just begin trusting that a 
little bit more. Mm. I started creating space because the spaciousness that exists, a lot of people are really uncomfortable with it. We're in a world that moves so fast and there's so much noise and there's so much happening and we're being tantalized by all all our different senses all the time. And so for me, creating space looked like putting in physical boundaries around my energy. That meant turning off the news and it meant turning off social media and it meant turning inward and sitting in meditation or just sitting and just being. It didn't even need to be in meditation. One of the places that I find I get all of my intuitive downloads from is when I'm on my walk with my dog in the morning, you know, just being. I had the image of you walking when I said that. I I think you speak so much to your intuition when you're on your walks. Yes, yes. And it's the allowing. And spaciousness can feel like a void and spaciousness can feel like nothingness but it's actually the most powerful thing we can create for ourselves is the space that allows us to hear what is coming through us. Because when we've got all the noise, when we've got all the distraction, it just feels like another thing. And sometimes we don't even notice it. So that for me is a really big part of how I tap into that intuition. Oh, it's so simple. You guys, it's just It doesn't need to be a big ritualistic process as much as we love that, you know, for sure. Get the sage out and the oils out. Uh (laughs) But it can literally be a walk. Ree lives right by the water, by the ocean. And it's just whenever I watch your stories and you see your windswept hair, it's something about your energy in that space that feels clear and bright as day. So I I love that. Liberated. Speaking of water, speaking of the water, Ree is responsible for teaching me and showing me and demonstrating what cold therapy is. (laughs) And we were having this conversation about just jumping into the ocean. It's winter here in in Australia, but both of us live in a relatively warmer climate in Mm. Australia, even through, you know, the colder months. And I was like, you're crazy. You're going in the water. And she's like, no, it's it just feels so good. And you actually said to me, it feels liberating. So let's like let's kick off with that. What does liberation mean to you? Gosh, liberation means so much to me. Liberation means freedom, freedom from ourselves, freedom from our bullshit, freedom <laughs> from all of the limiting beliefs that keep cropping up for us, freedom from the rules. It is total liberation from everything that we thought we had to be and had to do in order to step into who we truly are. And this piece, this is my favorite piece and the most powerful piece of the Wild Woman brand is the liberation. It is deciding to break free from the crap, from the chains, from the constraints. There's no other way to put it. And honour our wisdom and what we're intuitively guided to without concern of the constraints and what other people think and what the rules are for us. So many things are coming up for me around the liberation journey for me so far. Maybe there's more layers. Of course, there's more layers. I think it's never ending. (laughs) It's never ending. But even just something as simple as, oh, I wonder how this will be judged out there by complete strangers on the internet or bringing it closer to home and what friends and family are going to say about my business. And you're so constricted with that. And then there's something about cutting the cord and being like, I know who the fuck I am. I'm out there. I'm doing all the things. Oh, feels so gorgeous. So exciting. It's so powerful. When was the last time you truly felt so liberated? Every day at the moment. What an answer. Every day. 
because I choose to tap into what I know to be true, how I feel about situations, what is right for me and release the rest. And that is freedom. And this is coming from a woman who is in a really heavy lockdown at the moment (laughs) and someone who could quite easily not say that and feel not liberated. What's the opposite of that? Unliberated. Is that the opposite? <laughs> yeah, I don't Let's know. Go with that. <laughs> it's not even in our vocabulary, you guys. So there you go. But yeah, it's just the fact that you answer that so sure of yourself every day. And this brings us to daring. Ooh, mm-hmm. Daring. Okay. Let's talk about how daring you've been in your business so far. Oh gosh, I feel like I am always doing the things that people tell me not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like a true entrepreneur, can I add? Like a true entrepreneur. And you know what? Everything, not everything I've been taught, that would be an absolute lie. I was exaggerating. But many of the things that I've been taught, many of the things that I've learned from reading the books and going through the programs and learning from others, I've decided to throw to the side in the place of honoring what I believe is going to be right for me. And so being daring is really about using that innate wisdom that comes up. We can see how these all beautifully thread together (laughs) and tapping into the intuition to bring it to life, choosing to liberate ourselves from the rules and daring to be different, daring greatly, daring to do the things that your coach would say don't do. (laughs) Do Or your friends would say don't do. (laughs) or your family would say don't do and to really honor what feels best for you what feels so freaking in alignment and you know what most of the stuff I do does not make sense Mm. it doesn't make sense from a if I was working with a a serious business coach we know you're not like you you help me seriously with my business but you're very spiritual and we would but if I was working with like a pure business coachy energy coach you know what I'm saying yes they would be like please don't do that that is just absurd. Like that doesn't make any sense. That's not what you need to do. And yet it's worked so magnificently for me all through my business. Choosing to let go what no longer serves very, very quickly. I've become very good at that. When most people would say, keep going, give it, a, you've got to give it 90 days. You've got to give it six months. Just kind of ignoring all of that unless it resonates and choosing what feels right to me. Oh, such an amazing message to close off on today. It's just one of those things where in this day and age, we might not have even been saying this last year, but if you are not your wild woman, if you are not your most authentic self, if you are not daring to believe that it's possible for you, it's so blindingly obvious when you see someone show up inauthentically online, especially as a Mm. brand, as an entrepreneur, what Re is teaching is unleashing that wildness in you, which isn't wild in a bad way. It's like wild in a way that just people can't look away. They want to join. They want in. They love this energy. And that's the thing, especially now as, you know, a lot of us are coaches and entrepreneurs online listening to this podcast you're thinking, how do I stand out? And is it my ICA? And is it my colors? It comes back to the essence of everything that Ree and I have just talked through. So, oh, I'm so excited. What is one final piece of advice you have for women who are so just resonating with your journey from side hustle, quitting your job, going all in, having this beautiful manifesto now of how they can get started in the wild 
woman way? Oh, I'm really bad at picking just one thing. This is something I've never we'll go been with, good at. We'll go with the thing that's that wants <laughs> to show up right now. Okay. So the thing that comes through right now is honor yourself first. Yes. Honor yourself first. Go inward, create space, listen to the niggle, listen to the whisper and act on that. Oh, love this so much, Brie. Thank you for joining us today and imparting such gorgeous wisdom. And for someone who's like, oh, I've never really like talked about it in full, you own it and embody it so much that this is something that feels like you've taught for 10 years plus. So I'm excited for the evolution of this brand and in a big, big way. Thank you so much for being so open and sharing this with us. How do we find you and where do you mostly hang out? How can we work with you? Firstly, thank you so much because I adored this conversation and I adore you. And every time we chat, I feel like we could speak for hours. So thank you. (laughs) I'm like, why can't we just go for a walk now? I know and have a wine or something. (laughs) There was much of that in Noosa. Oh my goodness. But the best way to find me, where I mostly hang out these days is on Instagram. So my handle is at I am Rhiannon Ward and I have a brand new website coming soon with all of the details on The Wild Woman, which I am so excited to share. There's also a whole new cast of programs and ways to work with me coming out, but I have private mentoring for those who feel like this is really for them and something they want to ground into and some other exciting things on their way, including a mastermind all about adopting the wild way to your first 100K in business. This is going to be so powerful. I've got full-blown butterflies for you in the (laughs) best way. Even just the way you said, there's a full cast of new programs and things that you're going to be putting out there very shortly. I've been privileged enough to see what's going on behind the scenes and I am so damn excited. Oh, what a rebirth. That was the word. Do you remember when we first started That's working it. together? It has been the biggest rebirth and now I've birthed it and it's here. Oh, and I'm so excited. So beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. So definitely get into Ree's energy. You will adore her, love her work, love the way she shows up and you can find all of the details in the show notes below. Thank you so much. Beautiful soul sister. And for everybody that is listening in, we'll catch you for the next episode. Bye, everyone. Thank you, gorgeous one. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing an energetic space with me today. I truly hope this has given you a new perspective to embrace, to ponder on, and of course, to apply into your businesses right here and right now, because if not now, then when? If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review. And further yet, if you have come to check out some more content of mine, then also have a look at the free classes link in the show notes below. There's new ones added quite often, and these aren't just tip of the iceberg learnings. Usually these are derived straight from my masterminds and content that you're going to be able to apply directly into your business right here and right now. So you're in for an absolute treat. Click on the link below and I'm excited to see you for the next episode.